When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Speedway, we're here for you with just what you need, right when you need it, ready to go. No matter what, our shelves are stacked, our coolers stocked, our pumps are pumping, and our doors are open. Just like always, you can count on us to get you in, out, and on your way, safely. Because if you need it, we've got it. Whatever keeps you going. And when you stop by, we'll be ready. The convenience stores of Speedway. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that would never ask its spouse to sleep with a cop for the benefit of the plan, it's Sif Pop. What movie was that? <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Spreaker every Saturday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons, get those perks. Patrons, get those perks. I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com, and each week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Uh, today we're joined by the love guru. I, that's actually a horrible movie. Did you ever see that movie? No, I don't think I did. This is my lovely. This is my wife. Uh, my wife of over 20 years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be 23 this August. 23 years we've been married. Uh, So I thought I'd invite her in for a little bit of a sift swift. So we're not going to do a full sift pop episode uh, this time. But we are going to talk about a movie because we did get a chance to see a movie together. Yes, we did. So I figure we can discuss that together. Uh, And then people have been sending in questions, sending in things that they kind of want to know from you as my wife, kind of living under the same roof as as me and kind of your experience and your own pop culture world and how that matches with mine, all that kind of fun stuff. Okay. Uh, But first, let's take a look at Den of Thieves. Hey, pay attention. This is yours. Most important thing, keep your finger off the trigger at all times. Unless you need to shoot somebody. When that happens. 3170, we're being held up. Hold it until you run dry. Dispatch! We are under heavy fire! Keep your eyes open. Every cop in the country is going to be looking for us. Nick O'Brien is the hard-drinking leader of the Regulators, an elite unit of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Ray Merriman is the recently paroled leader of the Outlaws, a gang of ex-military men who use their expertise and tactical skills to evade the law. O'Brien, Merriman, and their crew soon find themselves on a direct collision course as the criminals hatch an elaborate plan for a seemingly impossible heist, the city's Federal Reserve Bank. The movie is called Den of Thieves. It's getting a lot of positive buzz. Uh, which I think is kind of a surprise, considering it's an early-in-the-year release. It's not a big summer release, uh, and oftentimes they just kind of dump bad movies here. Um, but let's start with this. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Okay, so I'm really a bad one to ask that question. Yeah, so, well, let's we can talk about that just a little bit, because I you're was, not used to this. You no, I'm not. You don't give, like, pop culture reviews. So this is very strange for you. I understand that. Yes, it's that. very strange, because very rarely do I walk out of a theater and go, nah. 
Because I'm usually, I'm just very easily entertained. Oh, okay. So you either love it or hate it? Like, do you yes. figure, like, you come out of a movie and you're either really frustrated or you're like, yeah, that was really good. Right. And usually that's it's like, normal yeah, for that's most really people. good. So what percentage would you say of movies do you come out going, yeah, that was good? Probably at least 75%. Okay. So was this a... Or I at least say that was time not wasted completely. Right. Like there's probably maybe five movies in the last couple of years that I've seen that I've been like, oh my goodness, I need that time back and I'll never get it back. <laughs> so this was one of those that you walked out not feeling like you had wasted your time. Right. I was entertained. So would you so say you... I would you- say I liked it probably. I don't know that I would say I loved it. But bordering probably on liked it, loved it. Yeah, I'm right in the liked it, almost to the loved it category. Um, it is it is one of those movies that it just grabs you and doesn't let go. And right. you're very invested in who these people are. Uh, you know, like it talks about the back and forth between the regulators and the outlaws. It really mm-hmm. is almost like a sporting event in some ways, you know, kind of watching the different teams. Um, I, watching you, them play each other. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you watch them and the way that they interact and the way that they kind of one up each other and the dialogue is sharp and crisp and witty. There's I think there's really a lot to like here. Um, what were some of the things that you enjoyed about the movie, like overall? Well, I think I as I was watching it, I thought it was kind of like Ocean's Eleven type movie. Like they didn't let you in on all of the the plot you let it unfold you kind of knew about what they were doing yeah yeah. but um at no time in the movie did i feel there were times where i thought where are they going with this because this is not what i thought the plan was Mm. but don't worry they they get there (laughs) don't worry you're in good hands right and even towards the end i was like this did not seem like this is the way this is supposed to turn out yeah it, it is interesting in that it's a it's a little bit of a twisty movie Right. Um, I don't know that we'll record a, a SIF spoil on this, but um, but there certainly are things that you could spoil and talk more about what makes it so interesting at the end. Um, but yeah, you're never kind of sure where you're going or really who you're rooting for in right. some ways, too. You know, I think our instinct is to root for law enforcement, right? But these are not great guys. No, they're not. <laughs> they're awful people, too. <laughs> So it's really interesting in that way in that both the regulators and the outlaws are awful in a lot of ways and also likable in a lot of ways. They all have like charisma and they're all interesting. And even the outlaws, you know, have characteristics that you can, you know, say, oh, that's, you know, I like that about them. So the movie puts you in this place where, and I think purposefully and for a good reason concerning where it goes in this place where you're kind of not sure you know, what you're supposed to. Did you have a rooting interest? Did you feel like, you know, here's who I want to come out on top? Do I, do you, did you want the heist to succeed or did you want law enforcement to stop the heist? Okay. This can make me sound like a really bad person, but yes, I wanted the outlaws. Like I was rooting for them. And I think I usually do. Again, like Ocean's Eleven, like I feel like the ones who are setting up the big heist seem mm-hmm. to be more lovable. Now, that doesn't translate into real life at all for me, but I kind of feel like that's that's who I was rooting for a little bit more just because I feel like the other guys they had they had they could have been so good and yet they chose not to be um I guess squeaky clean. It's very important that my wife informs you that this is not in real life considering 
<laughs> she works at a bank. Correct. <laughs> so, just in case anybody's listening, she does not get excited about real world robbing of banks. Correct. That is not something she's into. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I was in the same boat. I think because, because you know what it is? I think it's because the plan is so interesting. Like, right. I love a good heist movie when you're really curious about how they're going to pull it off. And like mm-hmm. you said, this movie does it kind of Ocean's Eleven, you know, like where you're, where they don't really give you the plan until you're experiencing the plan. Right. And mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, so you have just enough pieces to be interested and then you get to experience the heist that they're pulling. And because of that, I think I'm on the same page where I'm rooting for the heist because mm-hmm. it's such an intricate, interesting plan. And you want it to work. You want their plan to work. Right. They've put so much time and effort into it. I know. And there's so many points in the movie where I'm going, did he just really do that? Uh-huh. And like they keep jabbing at each other just in this so like it's so intimate. Like it's like they're face to face so many times in yeah. this movie just like jabbing at each other. And you just think, where is where are the fireworks going to happen? It's interesting, too, because it's the heistiness of like an Ocean's Eleven or mm-hmm. Logan Lucky or something like that. Right. But with the grittiness of, you know, something that's... um. I'm trying to think of a uh, you know an example, but it's it's a lot more gritty than those movies. It's definitely rated R. Uh, you know, they're they're definitely more aggressive, more violent, um, so more off color right. than those movies. So it's not just like the like the fun circus heist. It's like you know, it's, it's definitely- like Training Day. Mixed with Ocean's Eleven in some ways. Yes, but not as nasty as Training Day. <laughs> I'll say that. But yes, it's definitely not a family-friendly movie. Uh, Gerard Butler uh, played the main cop um, for the Regulators. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Pablo Schreiber was the main guy for uh, the Outlaws. I thought they both were incredible. I thought they gave great performances. Both of them had huge charisma on the screen, which I think they needed to kind of go up against each question. other. I have a question. Yeah. So I don't remember who you said was the Merryman character. Yeah, Pablo Schreiber. Okay, is he related to Noah Wiley? <laughs> he looks a little bit like Noah Wiley. He was seriously Noah Wiley on steroids and pumped up. Yeah, no, no, they are not related. <laughs> okay. Um, the one I want to talk who is related to is O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, is in this, and he plays a driver that okay. they find is kind of gets mixed up in it. And uh, he was incredible. I loved him so much in this movie. He is um, uh, was in the uh, oh, what's the the NWA movie? I forget. Oh, Straight Outta Compton. Okay, played his dad when he because he's uh, Ice Cube's kid, and okay. so he played his dad in that movie. And you know, for him to be able to go on and do these other movies like this, I just think is he's really proving himself to be a good actor. So I'm excited to see his career. Uh, Fifty Cent was uh, in there as kind of the number two in The Outlaws. Um, and then, like a lot of other faces you may know, but you know, not necessarily any big names uh, other than those guys. But I thought everybody really played the part really well. Nobody stood out as you know, kind of given a poor performance or anything like that. Anything else about the movie that you wanted to kind of bring up? Um, no, other than it's not very believable either. <laughs> Well, you know, there is the whole you have to suspend your belief for a lot of, yes, you know, I mean, chases. But it's and, not Fast and the Furious no. level of disbelief suspension. And I will say this about is the one other thing I really liked about the movie is they go they go to a lot of effort to get the details of how this would work correct. 
So there were moments where I was thinking, oh, that that would never work. Like, and then they would address my what I was just thinking um, okay. by, you know, doing something. And, you know, they just they would mention things that a lot of movies don't take time to mention because they really wanted you to believe that they were thinking through all the details. Are there still moments where it's like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen? Sure. But for the most part, I was impressed with at least the effort they took to explain a lot of that stuff. Uh, yeah, it was a good surprise. I enjoyed it. And you enjoyed it as well. I did, yes. I was very So that's, that is a double recommend from Team Dicer. I will say there was something in the very first or second scene of the movie where the entire audience gasped. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. You don't remember the no. donut? The do- oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I had forgotten about that. Um, you are right. And we, in this, in, we, we talk about our experiences sometimes too. We sat right in front of movie talkers yes, for this did. one and not, not the kind of like whisper to your neighbor every once in a while. No, it was through the whole movie. I didn't notice it until about halfway through. Re- no, it was seriously. No, it happened through the whole movie. Okay. And they were just having full volume conversations about what was wow. going on in the movie. And there are just some people who are movie talkers Wait for it to come out on video and watch it at home. It just always cracks me up because all they're doing is they're commenting on what the movie is telling them. You know, so it's like, you know, somebody does something, you know, um, nefarious. They're like, oh, that's a bad guy. That's got you don't want to be with that guy. (laughs) It's like, you know, yes, we get. (laughs) You don't have to make the you don't have to make the subtext actual text, you know, (laughs) like doing the book on tape behind me or something. Um, But anyways, so I don't know. I. There are very few moments where I would actually do something about that because I I am able to handle that fairly well. But man, I can I can imagine if that would really get on your nerves. You may have to turn around and say something, but right. it doesn't happen all the time. It's happened a few times. So. No, but I think that scene also was just um, it was setting up the the whole you know you just you do this job and you have to turn off and just be yeah be cold to the fact that there's a body laying there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, no, it was setting up the character for yeah. sure, and that he didn't care, like he was, and he gritty didn't care and, about the rules and no. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely the typical anti-hero <laughs> or non-hero for that matter. It's uh, it was kind of like that. So yeah, I think a double recommend for Den of Thieves. Before we get on to uh, the next section of the Sift Swift, uh, do want to remind you that this is a listener-supported podcast network. So this is on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. There's a Patreon for it, patreon.com slash studio DNA. Starts at $3 a month. And right there at the beginning, even at just three bucks every month, you get your own dedicated podcast feed that has all the bonus episodes in it, uh, as well as uh, takes out those ads that you'll sometimes hear at the beginning uh, or the end of the podcast. So you get your ad free experience with bonus episodes. And that includes all the podcasts on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can download the ones you want to listen to. Skip through the others, whatever you want to do, you can do that. And also, uh, up until the end of this month, you can still, if you get to that $10 a month level, we're sending out some cool little uh, gifts. So I've got a picture of those on my Twitter if you want to check those out. So we'll be sending those out at the end of this month. Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. All right, let's move on to the interview of Jennifer. (laughs) Uh, I tweeted out that I was going to have you on for a little swift, you know, sift swift. Before you asked me? Before I asked you, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you said yes. Um, 
So I guess I guess I'll start here just with the, there were three basic categories questions came okay. in. First was your own pop culture experience. Even before we were married, like what did movies mean to you growing up or television or what, you know, like what kind of pop culture did you gravitate to when you were growing up and what, you know, how much of a life of a part of your life was it? Because I think people assume it's been a huge part of my life, you right. know, forever, but that's not the same for everybody. So what was that like for you? Well, growing up, we didn't go to movies very often. Which I've talked about that in, in my yes. growing up as well. Yeah, we didn't go to the theater. So. Occasionally, I would go to a movie with a friend. I think the first movie that I saw in the theaters, well, actually, I think it was Cinderella when I was really little. Uh-huh. But then I think when I was about 13 years old, um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off came oh. out. And bom, I went to bom. see Went to see that with a friend of mine, but I didn't see a whole lot of movies in the theater. Um, we rented movies quite often, but I don't remember. And there's not any particular that I remember. As far as television, um, we I mean, we had a TV in the home. We watched TV, but really, I was probably a very laid back television watcher. Um, my sister knew exactly what was coming on next and what channel it was coming on. And mm. so before, almost before any sort of credits were playing, she was up, and this was back when you had to get up and turn mm-hmm. the dial. <laughs> so she was up and turning the dial to the next thing, and I was even I was clueless to the fact that the channel had even been changed. Jen, so, is, Jen is older than me, just so <laughs> just so we can by thirteen months, <laughs> less than thirteen months. No, but so for as far as television, I didn't really choose what I watched even back then. Yeah. Um. And as far as music was concerned, I didn't know artists and songs. I listened to so you're, what was on you're the radio. So you were fairly disengaged from pop culture. Yes. It wasn't like something that you were super into. Do you remember having any part? It kind of happened in the background. Right. It was more like the wallpaper or the so were there, noise. So were there any like moments or parts of pop culture that came forward from the background for you? Like that you were a fan of? Like did you have any kind of fandom? For anything, were there any boy bands or you know, no, I don't think movies really at all? So there's n- there was nothing that you became like a, a pop culture fan of books, maybe. Mm, no, I think I just kind of lived in the moment, lived my own life. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really know what was happening I did this around thing. me. <laughs> I did this thing where I interacted with other human beings. <laughs> yes, we talked and had conversations yes. and such. Yeah, weird. Um, no, I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty normal and, you know, and interesting in that way. So thank you. Yeah. When did you start becoming more aware of pop culture? Like it started to come more to the the foreground for you or has it ever really? I think for the most part, it's still something that I will partake of, but it's not something that I feel like I need to have. Um, you supply a lot of that as far as (laughs) movies and television, but for the most part, I go along for the ride as far as, instead of routing my own path. So when we, and this is, this is kind of the second area where some of the questions kind of came in, was okay. about our story and how we interact with pop culture. So when we started dating, um, you know, I met you actually the summer after my seventh grade year. We did not start dating then. No. Uh, I think I was a junior in high school when technically we went on our first date. Yes. Or whatever, and uh, then we got married after my freshman year in college. Mm-hmm. Am I getting all these no, times? Your sophomore year in college. Sophomore year in college. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but as as we started dating, when were you aware of my love of pop culture? Like, 
And was that weird to you? Was, you know, kind of what's that story as you became aware of how much pop culture meant to me? Okay. I don't know if it's so much pop culture. Like you were very into the oldies. Like when we were dating. What do you mean the old? You mean old music? music? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I remember you saying to me at one point that until I could name what different groups sang what, that we wouldn't get married. What? I don't think I ever got there. I think you gave up on that dream. Um, I do not remember that You don't remember that? I gave you an ultimatum? I want to say it was a song by the Turtles, but I don't remember what song it was. Was it it Happy Together? I don't know. I can't see Do they sing me that song? Yeah, that's the Turtles. Okay. <laughs> so there were different ones, and you made me several mixtapes with um, uh, with oldies yeah, music, more contemporary right. music at the time, different ones kind of to write our love story or mm-hmm. to document our love story. And I do remember, especially with the oldies, you said, do you know who this is? And I said, no, I don't think I do. But until you can tell me who these guys are, there will not be a ring on what your finger. You, what would you have done? If at our wedding, <laughs> if I'd be like, hold up, hold up, we're going to play some name that tune. <laughs> that would have probably been as frustrating as your suggestion that we do a murder mystery for our wedding. Listen, a murder mystery wedding could have been amazing. Yeah. I'm just saying. With a also, different bride. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, if you're looking to get out of doing any of the planning for your wedding. Yes, I think that was your motive. recommend a murder mystery wedding. You will not be asked any more questions, apparently. <laughs> That's how that works. Good job. Um, okay, so music. You know, I was obviously very into music. What yes, about television, movies? When did you become aware of, you know, what an addict I was to that that kind um, of stuff? Well, I think we were already married when you went to your first movie. That's true. Yeah, I actually hadn't been to the theater until after we were married. Right. But I was obviously into movies, whether I, you know, watch them on TV or rent them or those kind of things. Yeah, but as far as going to the movies, we went to the big blockbuster movies. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it was more I just went along with you. I do really enjoy those movies. Um, so- yeah, because my first movie I've talked about was Twister. Yes. And then Independence Day, I yes. think, was you know my second. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's true. What about television? Television... I, I'm really boring, I think, because I just go along with the thing. Like, I enjoy the comedies that you like most of the time. But at Um, some point, certainly, because, okay, so back pre-DVR days, I would stack four VCRs on top of our TV. Oh, when did I realize? Yeah, when did you realize I was was a nut? Um, yeah, probably about then. (laughs) I also remember, because, okay, it wasn't just movies and TV, it was also games, yeah, like yeah. Sporting events. Mm-hmm. I do remember when we had. Was there just two DV or two VHS players? I think recorders? we had two in each room, two with each TV. Yes, I, I could, do remember. We would get home, and you would go to the other room, and I would I would turn the television on, make sure it wasn't in play, <laughs> and then at the end of, or at a commercial, I would stop the video. And rewind it, but I'd have to turn the television off while it was playing. I'd make sure the other the other DVD or no VHS player was recording, uh-huh. yeah, continuing because you didn't want to know anything about That's the right. middle of the game. That's right. You wanted to That's watch right. it from the beginning That's to right. the end, of course. And Twitter nowadays would completely ruin that for you. Oh yeah, Facebook, yeah. You wouldn't be able to do that. No, for sure. Um, but it was before DV- DVR days. Yeah. When and we could. and we would have we had tapes VHS tapes for yes. each day of the week, 
So one was labeled Monday, one was labeled Tuesday, one was labeled Thursday. And we'd have a couple for each day. Yes, we would. So that they could record the different shows on the different networks at the different place. So did you ever think like he's lost his mind? Like, or was it just, he just loves television. You kind of eased me into it. It (laughs) It's like the frog in the boiling water. Yes, there we go. (laughs) Nice. Um, and then, uh, at some point I started writing reviews of movies. Uh, I had an online blog, I think, uh, that started when we were in Michigan. Um, probably, uh, I'm guessing 15, 17 years ago, something like that. Was it, was it that early, it was early 2000s, I think. Um, what did you think about that? What did you think about as I started more, you know, getting more of a, uh, an online audience for my thoughts on things. I don't know that I really realized what it all was about. Um, I knew that you had that desire to write things and to let other people read them. Uh-huh. Which is something that was a fear of mine. So I did not <laughs> enjoy that whatsoever. Are you doing okay right now? I'm okay right Knowing now. Knowing yeah, people no, are going to be listening to this? But when I was in high school, just in English class, I hated to write something that I knew somebody else was going to read. Like, I hated writing. I'm okay with oh, it now. So, like, those projects where you had to present what you wrote to the class probably right. drove you crazy. Oh, I hated it. It was something I had to learn to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I knew that you loved that. Like, you loved writing poetry. You loved writing um, songs. True. I mean, you wrote a song for each one of our kids. True. So, then there was something that I feel like I could apply to my life that involved us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then, I don't think I saw as many Maybe I did see. Did I see all the movies with you? Well, back then when like, I started, I, I I wasn't going to more than usual. I right, had that's like true. I had what I called my summer seven. I got to pick mm-hmm. seven movies every summer that I got to go see because of our budget, you know. Right. And then I would watch maybe a couple outside, like the holiday season. I would watch several as well. Yes. But, but it was pretty um, much like May to September, and then November to December. So it really was just taking the movies I already was watching. <laughs> And then typing up an article, you right. know, a post, a review post on those. Um, so, yeah. Do you remember anything about kind of that time when I was more doing written stuff? I know that you really enjoyed just the art of writing mm-hmm. and putting your words together to just to be very poetic and mm-hmm. very artsy. Um, <laughs> artsy. And I do remember you asking me to read things quite often. Yeah. And just ask me, how does this sound? And. Yeah. That was back when there wasn't a whole lot of writing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I have time to do all that now. So then that eventually changed to YouTube, changed to right. video at some point mm-hmm. uh, as a way that was a little easier for me because the writing, and you maybe you remember this as well, uh, you know, I was such a perfectionist with putting yes. the words together in exactly the way I wanted them that, you know, to write one review would take me, you know, several days up to a week right. to really get it right. Uh, whereas I felt much more comfortable um, you know, just talking into a camera or talking mm-hmm. into a microphone off the cuff and right. could really cut my time down to do a review that way. What did you think when I started posting reviews publicly on YouTube? Again, I don't think I was very aware of it. I know you would talk about having views or subscribers, and I don't know that I do with that. <laughs> <laughs> just when you were excited, I was like, good job, babe. That's awesome. <laughs> No idea what he's talking uh, about, but just keeps pat me on the head. Not. Yes. <laughs> nice. At what point did you become aware that maybe there? Because okay, so I know we had conversations where you questioned the time I was investing into 
these things? Do you yeah. really have to see all these movies? Right. Do you really have to do these reviews? Uh, I guess the first question is, do you still question that in some ways? Like, does it still, uh, I don't know if bother you is the right word, but it's, you know, something you have trouble understanding or? There are times that I have trouble understanding and it's more when you have more on your plate than what you can consume. Which is most of done. the time. Yes. <laughs> And so there's times I feel like now the questions are, do you really need to do all that you are doing or should you simplify and maybe take something away and not add five other things? (laughs) But early on, it was maybe maybe I misinterpreted it, but early on, I felt like it was, why are you doing this at all? Like, this doesn't seem to make sense. Right. You know, for so is that is that a progression you've come, you know, through in your mind is you kind of understanding you know, the long-term vision of it now that it's progressed a little bit, you know, and, and there is actual, you know, dollar bills coming into the house every once in a while from, you know, what I do and people I think who support. You need to show and- me those more often. <laughs> um, but again, I think it's something that's, that's not concrete to me. I don't sure. understand the connection to all of the world as much. Mm. Um, and so that's still a question that I kind of have that just, really, does that tweet have to be responded to right now? Because I, like, that's a <laughs> no, world you're legit. that I don't. No, that's right. That's true. No, I, I have to find that balance sometimes, too, when I'm more involved, uh, you know, in a Twitter conversation than our conversation uh, and to find that balance and to figure out, you know, I love my online movie community. I love being able to have mm-hmm. those conversations on Twitter, but I also have to find that balance at home. You know, the, we, we came down here to record this podcast. Right. And our youngest son said, "Hey, can we watch a movie together as a family tonight?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> let's let's try to make that happen." But you're right; I have so many things that I want to get done for what I do with this kind of stuff that that kind of stuff becomes uh, almost in the background, and that's something I have to continually fight for in my own space and in my own mind. So, no, I, I like that you. And keep you didn't me. have to fight me on that because you were come down here to talk to me. <laughs> that's right. I'm involving you. So good job. Maybe next week you can talk to Ethan. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. So what's it like to be my 13-year-old son? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other line of questioning had to do with where we agree and disagree on pop culture. Now, this is a little interesting because, as you've already mentioned, you're not big into pop culture. Right. But can you think of moments on either side of that where we really disagreed on a movie? Or TV show or whatever. And, uh, you know, one maybe that we really agree on that we both think is amazing or that we both love. What would you put in those categories? Well, I definitely know that there are television shows and movies that you watch when I'm not around because you know that I will not be able to enjoy them. Oh, sure. Sure. Sometimes that has to do with language. Sometimes that has to do with violence. But I Mm -hmm. think that you do a good job of you are able to sift through those things Mm -hmm. and not internalize them, whereas I may be more sensitive to that. That was great branding that you just did there. Thank you. That was really emphasizing the brand. I really liked that. (laughs) Did you see my hands? I did. I did. Yes, it was amazing. So I think that there's definitely things that you just know I don't have a taste for that you don't involve me in. Um, And there's times, you know, you'll be watching something and I'll come home and you'll be like, okay, I'm going to watch something different, you know, so you'll put on Modern Family or This Is Us or something that I enjoy. Right. Yeah. Um, But so there's times and I know there have been times where there's been a movie on or something and I'm sitting there. I'm like, no more of this. I'm done. Like, and there are times where I've been like, you can't watch this. And you're like, but yes, I can. I'm a big boy. (laughs) I can watch this. And I'm enjoying was that. Was this. that Game of Thrones? Was no, that... I think it was Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. You don't there like Orange is the New Black. There was one that I was Black. like, no. 
Yeah. You're not allowed. Nope. <laughs> so you're like, okay, I'll just do it when you're not around. <laughs> yeah. No, Doesn't that's that I have... sound like a rebellious teenager? <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds like a healthy marriage. That's what I think it sounds like to me. Um, so what about a specific, like, I think of movies like The Princess Bride as like movies that we agree on, that we both right. like really love, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, that we enjoy. The Pixar movies, I think, are movies that we both right. really enjoy, you know, that we share together. Um, aside from movies that you just don't enjoy because, you know, like you were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think if there's a movie you didn't like just because you thought it was a bad movie that I actually enjoyed. And I think that's going to be a hard one to find because, like you said, you like almost everything right. that you see. I'm very easily entertained yeah. by a movie. I, I, I really do like the Marvel movies. I really do like like the superhero movies, mm-hmm. which I don't know... Is typical of every female, um, but I, think I do more and more. really, yeah, I do really enjoy those. Um, and I'm really, really bummed when you get to see <laughs> um, a screener or you get to go to one, you know, mm-hmm. during the week when I'm working, and it's right. like, this is my birthday week. I get to see the new Marvel one. Well, you've got your movie pass now. I do, so you can go see what you want to. That's true. Um, yeah, we've got the Black Panther screening coming up mm-hmm. here in about a week. And trying to figure out how to how to get you out of work to to come see that with me, but it just doesn't always work that way. True. So we're gonna have to get a movie pass for one of our teenage sons so that they can be my movie buddy. Because <laughs> you don't I'll necessarily go with you again, I'm but you don't fine. necessarily have the time to do that because you're yeah, working on this repeat podcast. Viewings or, yeah, they're they're difficult. Answering that Twitter conversation. <laughs> Or recording your forty-one. This is like this is like therapy. <laughs> I feel like this is good. Maybe we should do do this every open once in a while. Open the mic and yeah, just, just let open me talk. the mic. Yeah, absolutely. We'll figure it all out. Um, anything else? Anything else uh, on your mind, your heart? Do you want to want to get off your chest? No, I don't. That's there's nothing else I can think of. Right How do you feel about faith-based movies? That's a conversation um, we have sometimes. Both of us are Christians. You know, we grew up in the church and. And so, you know, it's interesting because for me, I, I look at those movies and think, oh, they're so bad. You know, they're just made poorly. And even some of them, I don't even like what they have to say. Like, I don't even right. think that they're. They don't know. seem real oftentimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems so inauthentic. I mean, I've heard you talk a lot and I agree that there's a lot of times faith based new movies, faith based movies. They need to know their audience and their audience mm-hmm. oftentimes is the church. Yeah. So they don't necessarily need to market it to the world where the world is is not understanding the language that they're speaking. Right. And I think that that is something that we as Christians have to do as well. Like we have to make sure that the language that we're using is language that the world understands. Right. And not use, you know, these acronyms, which they're not really acronyms, but like this Christianese that we mm-hmm. use. So we have to make sure that we are understandable to, you know, our coworkers and our neighbors well, and we're just not, being real human beings, right. hanging out with other people and having real conversations. You know, I just think uh, a lot of times we, you, know, you can see the the stuck up idea of what it means to be quote unquote a Christian mm-hmm. happening with some people. But for the most part, the the Christian friends that I have are real world right. you know, people. That that's just part of their their value system. That's part of mm-hmm. what they believe. It's not necessarily you know something they're going to rub in your face, right? Uh, in that but way. But I think in general, faith based movies don't hit the mark, I think, that they're wanting to. Um, 
And so I try not to be too vocal about them because I don't want to offend my Christian friends who are like, this really encouraged me in my walk. That's great. Yeah. So glad that it did. And you get to so do that. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, right. it's just such an awful movie. I though. don't get to do that. No, I know. Because I have to review them. But there are times where, and there's one I was just talking about the other day, and I don't know that it was, I don't know, there was, it was so cheesy a turn of the movie and this is probably two three years ago that i audibly laughed out loud yeah. in the theater and it was not meant to be funny <laughs> it's unintentional um, humor but i was just like i can't believe like seriously they can't put you know the surprise pregnancy in every faith-based movie <laughs> that's right but um so i was just like <laughs> and i looked at you and you're like that wasn't meant to be funny well we were I'm in like, a we were I in a mostly empty theater it. anyway True. so it wasn't a big deal we treated it as a comedy Yes. At that point. So, yeah. So I think, and oftentimes you've said, you know, the different, they've, they're they getting better, but I think that um, you just need to make a good movie. Yeah. You need to not be preachy. It right. doesn't have to be, it can be a well-made story that has mm-hmm. beautiful themes in it. Right. That point to the truth of what's around us. You know, and it I, doesn't have to be preachy mm-hmm. and end with, you know, uh, somebody you know, on their knees in salvation. Like, that's right. fine. You can make that movie. I'm just saying, you know, make a good movie that speaks truth. And that's, you know, that's what I'm attracted to, whether it's, you know, done from a Christian worldview or any worldview. I'm attracted right. to movies that ring true mm-hmm. to me. So, yeah. And I that's think it. you can do that. I don't know that I've seen a whole lot of that happen. Yeah. Not yet, at least. Um, okay. Anything, anything else? What are you looking forward to this year? Any I don't movies? Even know what's coming? Well, I know that's why I'm curious. I'm curious. Well, like, usually the first week of May usually is some sort of a big Marvel. So do you I'm, know what it is? I don't. Okay, because you're probably going to see it without me, <laughs> and then I'll have to go see it later. It's um, is it like the Avengers? Is this the one where yeah. the Avengers and Galaxy yeah. Guardians? Yeah, are everybody's gonna coming join? together. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna love that one, regardless <laughs> of how awful it may be. Because I know a lot of people didn't like Guardians 2. I just, I'm just going to be along for the ride. And I think Guardians 2 is, what, is fairly well liked. Okay, good. Because um, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see all those characters in one movie and how they pull that off. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's in uh, Infinity Wars is the name of the Avengers. Okay. There, I think there's two of them. There's two of Avengers movies that are coming I out. I do so. think it'll be really interesting because i feel like the avengers they take themselves more seriously and then you've got guardians that they're just like this goofy family and completely just they're uh, different they are very but you've also got ant-man who's a little bit goofy like you know you've got seen ant-man i need to watch that you haven't watched ant-man i don't think you would love ant-man well i need to watch it then yeah that's interesting. I didn't realize you. Guess hadn't I'm seen staying that. up late tonight. <laughs> maybe that's what we'll do for family. That's maybe, maybe we'll do that for family movie night. Maybe we'll I'm go sure do that the now. boys will be so excited. Let's They've go watch Ant Man. I want to see Lego Batman again. Yeah, no, because I laughed so hard at that movie. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, we're gonna get to a, a family movie then. Okay, we'll go, we'll go force him to watch Ant Man. All right, that's we're the we're the parents. We get to do that. Why are we watching this movie? Because I said. Because mom Why said else? so. Thanks so much for joining us for Sif Pop today as part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following us at Spreaker, either in the Spreaker app or at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to today's love guru. It's my wife, Jennifer. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
you enjoy yourself? I did. Do you have anything you'd like to promote? <laughs> um, I don't know where you find me. Uh, love, peace, harmony, world peace. Go. Yes. And promote that. Yes. Uh, if you well, want- you always ask, where can I find you? Right. Where I am. <laughs> That's right. Here at home. That's where you find me. I have a Twitter handle. Yeah, you do. Are you going to start? It? Are you going to start tweeting? Are you sure you want to give people your Twitter? Because if you do, you will have followers. And I'm looking at your your Twitter page right now, and you have two tweets. I do. <laughs> one two for, tweets. You know one, what? I also have from, a Pinterest, and I think I have zero pins. <laughs> one one from September seventh, two thousand fifteen. Woohoo! And another one from January eleventh. Okay. Of this year. I liked something this weekend, too, on Twitter. <laughs> nice. I don't remember what it was. So, should we give people your Twitter? Will you check it for me? <laughs> no. No, See, I won't. I'm, I'm going to have so many things come in on Twitter now that you're, no. like, that I'm going to I'm going to need to have a publicist for this. All right, fine. I will, I right, will what be is your, it? I will be your publicist. It's at Jennifer Dicer. Oh, it's pretty okay. easy. It's just your name. At Jennifer Dicer. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at Jennifer Dicer. Wow, that's not all professional Don't and everything. Don't expect to see much there. <laughs> you can find her. You just won't see her there. No. Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at three bucks a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Lots of ways to connect with the podcast. Uh, a lot of that happens at Spreaker. Feel free to comment on any episode. All the back episodes are there as well. Also, you can email feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too. So let them know about it and that listening is much easier than balancing family life and a YouTube career. Spoiler chat for this week's movie, not going to happen. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it in uh, next week. Maybe if we do a spoiler chat next week. Uh, and we'll see you back next week for more conversation. Black Panther coming up soon. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites. Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. At Speedway, we're here for you with just what you need, right when you need it, ready to go. No matter what, our shelves are stacked, our coolers stocked, our pumps are pumping, and our doors are open. Just like always, you can count on us to get you in, out, and on your way, safely. Because if you need it, we've got it. Whatever keeps you going. And when you stop by, we'll be ready. The convenience stores of Speedway. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.